We see the same exact issues, and we all agree that we live in the end times. And in a few seconds, we are going to uh, try and understand what are the things that really uh, the Bible says characterizes what people will behave like during the end times, and what is it that we see today. So, Pastor Barry, do us the honor, and let's start with a prayer and uh, and dive into the Me Generation Roundtable. Father, we are so grateful for your presence in our lives. We thank you for your word and the many things that we have there that uh, direct us to you. And Lord, also encourage us about the times in which we now live. And uh, Lord, we thank you that uh, as you promised your disciples, mm-hmm. uh, there's coming a day where you're coming to get us. And uh, Lord, we're grateful and expectant mm-hmm. of your glorious appearance. Yes. And I pray even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. So, Lord, we ask your uh, anointing on this time. And would you touch the ears of the hearer in Jesus name? Yes. Amen. 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 Allow me uh, to start with a reading portion of scriptures that I believe is the main lead one uh, uh, this evening here. Uh, Second Timothy, chapter three, verses one to nine. This is the very last a portion of scriptures that Paul is writing before his death. So he's definitely looking at things with an eternal perspective. He understands what is important, what is not, and he's warning, he's warning Timothy of what is coming. And he says, know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. And look what he says, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, Boasters, proud, blasphemers, uh, uh, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down uh, with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. But as as uh, Yanis and Yambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. So, very strong uh, portion of scriptures. You can clearly see that Paul probably was fed up with what he saw, but he also saw that things way worse are going to come at the end. And Jan, let's start with you. I know that, by the way, this this is a topic that all of us decided on a few weeks ago because we all feel that uh, there is a trend in the body of Christ, but also around the world, of people that are all about themselves. And that's uh, we named it the me generation. What do you attribute that to, uh, Jan? Oh, lots of things, but a couple of them. The first one that jumps out at me is is some um, 30, 40 years ago came the so-called 
self-help movement, believe in yourself, love yourself, Mm -hmm. people seeking all sorts of self-help, self-love. And, and this was preached from pulpits and from other venues, but it's, it, it just became all about, um, how we could, it's okay. As a matter of fact, it's good to focus on self and to, uh, believe in yourself, et cetera. Completely opposite to the Bible. Couldn't be more. It's still coming from some pulpits, but heavily from self-help promoters. Um, and, and I always go back to, the verse out of Philippians 2, 4, where we're told to look upon the needs of others. And I'm wondering whatever happened to that, because I see it in some places. And I think some churches are trying very, very hard to get their people to focus less on themselves and more on the needs of others. But I'm just wondering why it isn't a default position in Christians to first and foremost think about the needs of others and secondly, self. And maybe because of our brokenness, that just isn't possible. Hmm. Pastor Barry, how do you see that uh, unfolding in these last days? Yeah, I think it's interesting that the first character flaw that is named is self-love. And uh, I kind of look at that as a hinge on which all the other characteristics hang. Uh, Because if you do exactly what the opposite of the Bible tells you to do, you're going to have all these other things manifest themselves and I think that's really uh, what we're seeing today. And, you know, as Jan was talking, I thought it was interesting, uh, popped into my head that, you know, Paul said in Ephesians chapter five in that great marriage chapter, he said nobody ever hated his own flesh. Uh, you don't have to teach self-love. You have to teach self-denial because self-love is natural. And uh, it kind of took the primary place, as Jan mentioned, and much of the teaching and, uh, you know, the psychiatric community, you know, you've really got to learn how to love yourself or you're born loving yourself. And uh, we have to be taught otherwise. And we have mm. to uh, be taught how to esteem others better than ourselves. Uh, that's why Jesus said, you know, deny yourself, take up your cross, uh, follow me, because it's mm. natural for us to love ourselves. We didn't need any help with that. As a matter of fact, we needed yeah. help uh, to move in the other direction. So now that it's a, a normal characteristic associated with the last days, and is the creator of perilous times, uh, we're really reaping what that generation has sown yeah. uh, in so many ways. That's true. I, I'm, I'm thinking of the first time I see in scriptures uh, the emphasis on self and not on God. And that is, of course, in chapter 3 of Genesis. When you see that the serpent, first of all, he canceled what God says. He said, no, no, that's not what he meant. And then he convinced Eve and Adam to to take from that fruit for their own sake. So they will have the knowledge and Mm -hmm. they will have the life and they will be like God. And it's all about them. And then you you don't go too far into the Tower of Babel when they want to make a name for themselves. Mm -hmm. Again, so we see that the character of Satan is all about self. And it's that poison that he's been injecting into mankind ever since Genesis 3, all throughout history. And and we see that. And that's, of course, the antidote to that is Jesus and his message to deny yourself and pick right, up the right. cross. Is And so and now, you know, we, we, we see that now a lot of that and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of that has to do with. Uh, the invention, although, by the way, Satan tried it, you know, thousands of years ago, but 
ever since these came yes. to the world, uh, these came to the world with this. You see, this is the camera. And uh, this camera uh, basically turned humans from... Yes. And b by the way, humans used to worship other famous people. And now everyone wants to be the famous person. So in, in both is wrong. Uh, but I, again, to, the focus on self is, is it cannot be more, uh, uh, I guess, defined and better than selfie. You know, selfie. I'm taking a <laughs> selfie. Uh, it's all about myself and almost everywhere you go right now, it's all about that. Now, you know, I'm not saying taking a picture of yourself is not, it is wrong, but I'm saying the focus of the whole world nowadays have changed also thanks to technology. Now, Jan, I know that, um, and you talked about a lot about uh, prosperity, the prosperity yeah. message and how yeah. it contributed also to all of this. I, I, we just have to, I mean, be blunt here. The prosperity preachers have told us that um, uh, we can all be successful, we can all be happy, we can all be healthy, we can all be wealthy. That's all me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how about teaching us again? How do we love each other? How do we love one another? How do we look upon the needs of others? Like I said a moment ago, but the prosperity preachers, the Joel Osteens, uh, the Kenneth Copelands, it's about your best life now. Excuse me? Um, all I'm getting, folks, is emails from people who are losing their job, who are losing their health insurance, who are losing their life savings because they're suddenly on their own without employment because of vaccine issues, etc. Now is not a, a picnic. Now is not a party. It Now is not our best life. Again, and we talked about this three weeks ago, and that is how can we please be more eternity focused than now right. focus, but your prosperity preachers yes. are going to tell you to focus on now and, and not on eternal values. Uh, but let's get all we can get from life now. And I think yes. this is a travesty. And, and I think those of us who see through them, I'm sorry, we need to come against them, name them and tell people to stay away from them. Mm. It's interesting because uh, wherever you see selfishness, you see disorder because it's, it's, yes. that's, that's the way it is. And I'm, I'm reminded of uh, James 3.16 for jealousy and selfish ambition exist. There is disorder and every evil thing. So um, definitely it's not from the Lord, the selfish ambition and, and, and right. jealousy. But I, 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 I see that in three different levels nowadays. I see it's in the level of, of the world. And I, I can't, uh, you know, I don't complain about people who don't know the Lord because they are in the darkness. I mean, that's yeah. the, the only thing they know is what Satan is telling. But then when you come into the church, you see in the level of the churchgoers and in the level of even new and younger leadership that is canceling the old one that is, uh, throwing away everything good that was there and that how the church started and out of out of selfish ambition um and and the, the, i guess uh, to make a name and a fame and uh, whatever it is for themselves 
quickly. They don't want to work hard for 20, 30, 40 years for that. That's when you see that the focus is changing as well. And I'm yeah. seeing it. I'm seeing a trend. I see it here in my own uh, uh, backyard, but I also see it as I travel around the world. I see it. it's very, very, very uh, uh, hard to find a church where transition is being done in a godly and in, in, in an orderly manner. And oftentimes uh, things get wrong. Um, Barry, I know that you also had something that you wanted to say about this issue. Yeah, it um, is interesting. I've been thinking about a few things as you guys were talking. You know, we kind of floated around at our house with um, looking at joy as an acronym and a way of life. Jesus, others, you. And if you put your life, if you order your life in that sequence, and you're going to have a life that's filled with joy, uh, even when trials and tribulations come. And uh, that is the manner in which we are to live. And the other thing I was thinking about is Edward Gibbon's decline and fall of the Roman Empire. And uh, one of the contributing factors to the implosion of Rome was the decline of personal responsibility. And this is what we're seeing uh, happening as an end result of this. And, uh, yeah, there was, uh, I mentioned an article as we were talking off camera, actually, it's kind of old. It's about eight years old. It came from Time Magazine. Uh, but they made some observations. that got a lot of blowback, and much of it was negative. Uh, in 2013, they said the data says that the incidence of narcissistic personality disorder is three times higher for people in their 20s than for the greatest generation or people now 65 mm. or older. And this is according to the National Institute of health. And uh, they go on to say that because this particular uh, generation of people receive trophies, they now, uh, or participation trophies, they now believe that is their right to be promoted every two years, whether or not they perform well. Uh, went on to talk about four times as many would pick a job as an assistant uh, to a famous person uh, than they would to be the CEO of a major corporation themselves. And I think the major thing that lines up with 2 Timothy 3 is that they found in the National Study of Youth and Religion that the guiding morality of 60% of those who fall in the age bracket of millennials is that they'll just be able to feel what the right thing to do is. So they're going to be led and governed by <clears throat> their emotions. And if it feels good, do it uh, will be uh, the governing factor. And uh, let me just say this and insert this. There's a lot of hard work and wonderful family uh, oriented millennials. There's a lot of Jesus loving, God fearing millennials. Uh, but we do have this element that is recognized and, uh, you know, by national institutes as well as uh, religious institutes that there's a problem that is creating the pandemic of depression, anxiety disorders yeah. and suicides that are on uh, an unprecedented rise since this pandemic started. Yeah. Uh, largely because of, you know, the loss of the sense of personal value and accomplishment and the degradation of personal responsibility, as Gibbons noted. So mm. you know, it's it's a tragic time that we live in, in that sense, for yeah. an entire generation. As a matter of fact, the, the demographic of this group is the largest demographic in the course of human history, at least in the United States, I should say. I'm sorry. That was a little bit hyperbolic. <laughs> but they um, they comprise 80%. Uh, of the wow. population, which is just an incredible uh, amount of people. Uh, or I'm sorry, there's 80 million of them. 80 million. Uh, the largest group in the United States 
bigger than the greatest generation. So, you know, and we're seeing a lot of that uh, at the voting booth and, and in other aspects of church life and, and certainly religion. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. It's interesting how the focus on me also, I believe is proponent is a proponent of, of this climate change thing and other things, because if you really think about it, uh, they don't want to take care of the core problem, which is sin that started this whole thing. They want to take care of the uh, symptoms of yeah. it only and and how we can make the life for ourselves better and easier. By the way, selfishness has to do a lot to do with also with high rate of, of abortion and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. if you really think about it, just party, do whatever you want, make a baby and kill the baby if you don't need it, if you don't want it. Yeah, it's right. just uh, it's about your life and you decide and it's about me, 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 me. Uh, what do you have to say about that, uh, Jan? Well, I'm just thinking of some verses, a couple of verses. Luke 9, Jesus said, if anyone come after me, let him deny himself Amen. and take up his cross daily. Um, yes. I would like to see more people. I know it's hard to deny ourselves. Who wants to do that? That's not fun. But that's what mm -hmm. the Bible tells us to do. Uh, John 12, 24, truly I say unto you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. So again, um, what I'm seeing and we've already between the self-help and the prosperity, it's me, 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 me. What the Bible says, it's others, others, others. It's losing yourself. It's denying yourself. It's elevating others. It's putting ourselves down. And I know folks, that's hard to do. It, it's against our human nature, but I really think, uh, that's what God would, have a strive to do anyway yeah. and and maybe with a little practice maybe you'll be able to do it a little bit more yeah uh jeremiah 45 says you are you seeking great things for yourself do not seek them for behold i'm going to bring disaster on all flesh and I, and I also, it's interesting because uh, even in the history of Israel in Judges, it says those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. Yeah, so yeah. When, when you don't have Yeshua, Jesus is the king in your life uh, and you don't respect authorities anymore, then you do whatever you fits right, what you see right in your own eyes. And that's when, of course, chaos, anarchy is coming and by the way do i need to tell you uh, the level of anarchy that america saw over the yeah. span of the last year and and yeah. it's probably going to see also it's only getting worse by the way so we are definitely watching this trend of uh people doing things according to how they right. feel as you said uh right and uh and you know, it's since it's all about me, I can also declare my gender. I can declare my my uh, you know identity. I can I can I can redefine marriage. I can redefine right. uh, everything about society, and uh, and no one no one can stand and say anything else because this is how I see it. So you have to accept what I see. And it's, again, all about me, 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 me. And no one stopped for a second to say, wait a minute. What is it that 
the 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 manual what the manual says yeah. about this whole thing um and you know what the funniest thing is that scientists stay quiet when everything that is going on around is against science i mean come on yeah. uh you can't uh, the, you know you can't de- determine things that biologically physiologically they're impossible you can't just do that but again this is the nature of of how we live today um and we see that um i i think that all of us also agree that there's a lack of um walking in the spirit that uh has uh, to do with walking in in your own flesh basically i believe that to to deny yourself you cannot do that unless you have the holy spirit also to uh 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 to submit yourself to others as in Ephesians chapter to one another as Ephesians chapter 5 says how can you do that unless you have the holy spirit it's the work of the spirit right. uh so let's face it when you're being fooled as of what the holy spirit is all about mm-hmm. and when you think the holy spirit is all about you know gold dust and stuff like that and <laughs> then you, you realize that there's something um missing here what what do you have to say uh, jan um I, well again um amir i i i think the key again is is the verse in second timothy 3 uh and and that's the opening words in the last days mm-hmm. so what we're talking about wasn't necessarily a phenomenon and i wasn't around 100 years ago i know people will find that amazing but i wasn't um it really wasn't a phenomenon even 50 years ago this has become a phenomenon in the last i would say maybe 15 to 20 years ago again self help yeah. me 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 it it's been in, and again you brought out the really good point the selfie who heard of the term selfie 30 years ago we didn't know of that word but now look how appropriate it is because it, we're the me generation it's all about me it's not about others it's 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 not about uh even other people in our inner family it's about me this ter- so the key in the last we're in the last days this Absolutely. ought to be a prime example right. of why we're in the last Absolutely. days and i think that the bible says to stay away from these people yes uh, but yeah. but also i think as as parents or as 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 people of influence online we need to also uh tell people how they should live not just how they shouldn't uh and of course i believe that uh Uh, denying yourself finding your identity in Christ not in your looks your money your status yeah. not in the title that you have next to your name not in your uh, you know the, the how many uh, followers or or subscribers or likes you have online this is nothing yes, uh, yes. this this is it's absolutely rubbish you know yes. if i paraphrase what paul said about all the stuff that he knew earlier compares to the knowledge of Christ that it's uh skibalon it's 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 rubbish i can say also for us for us everything that this world is trying to feed us with uh as if uh we're so important is rubbish and we need yeah. to find our identity in Christ and in Christ alone and by the way in Christ alone 
again, I'm, I'm reminded of what Peter said when, I think it's in John chapter 8. If you remember, there was uh, uh, the disciples uh, noticed that some of the message, some of the things Jesus said caused many people actually to leave. And, uh, and then look what Peter said, which was uh, rather very, um, very amazing. He said the following thing. Um, and I think it is uh, in chapter 6. He says in, in verse 66, it says, From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. And then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And also we have come to believe and and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. To whom shall we know? To whom? To the government? To whom shall we go? Uh, Who has the words of eternal life? Who is uh, the truth, the way, and the life but him? So if anyone is asking himself today about what's going on in the world, to whom shall you go? It's to mm. Jesus. I'll bring Mike Golay, Pastor Mike Golay, and he will uh, he will now um, help us with the Q and A section of this uh, roundtable. Shalom, Mike. How are you, my friend? Very good. Shalom to all of you. Shalom, Thank Mike. You. Are you guys ready for some good questions? You bet. Oh, yeah. So here are the parameters. Uh, If you're watching this, you can submit questions in the comments. Uh, All the questions should be related to the me generation and all the content that we've presented here. And there's already two excellent questions. Uh, The first one, I'm going to throw at you, Jan, Patsy. I'll always mention the first name of those who submit the question to give credit. Patsy is saying... Jan, what is your interpretation of self-love and caring for yourself so we have more to give to others? In other words, this could confuse some people to not look after themselves at all. And so what's the balance, Jan? I think it's a good question, and I think we do need to find a balance. Um, And um, I think the Lord will show us that balance. I mean, obviously... um, we need to present ourselves in such a way that that the un, particularly the unbelieving world is going to trust us, is going to have confidence in what we say, particularly spiritually speaking here. Um, it's a very fine line, I think. And 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 uh, I mean, I think I'd like to know what Barry thinks about that, because I just think it's a fine line. And I, I'm certainly none of us are suggesting we diminish ourselves to the point where, I mean, that becomes a, almost a mental problem where we, 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 we think so little of ourselves that we're really no, no earthly good because we're got some mental issues going on here. So how do we get to that balance? It's a good question. Yeah. Pastor, Pastor Barry, uh, Jan was, uh, wondering what you think. We're all wondering what you think. So please. <laughs> Well, you know, I was thinking about First Peter 3, where he was talking about the husband-wife relationship. And he said to the wives, not to let your adornment be merely outward, 
And uh, so he didn't, you know, dispose of that as a part of self-care and self-love and say, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, putting stuff in your hair. You shouldn't be wearing jewelry. He didn't say any of those things. He said, just don't let it stop there. So it's not that, you know, we're to, uh, you know, beat ourselves with ropes and sticks on the back and crawl on glass and do all these other things that uh, many translate this into, this self-denial uh, into. That's not what the Bible's all about. It's just talking about a general life attitude to make sure that you're considering others and doing good to others. And uh, Paul would go as far to say, especially to those of the household of faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the church has the responsibility to care for one another. And, you know, it, it, I think we also need to remember that when God says something, it's best for everybody. It's not just something that is exclusive. When it comes to behavior, human behavior, it's best for the whole planet, whether you're a believer or not. If the whole planet followed the Ten Commandments, we'd have a different planet. And so, you know, for God to say, you know what, you need to be working uh, because that uh, creates within you a sense of responsibility and accomplishment. That's true for everybody, whether you're a believer or not. And now we've got this society that is denying basic biblical principles uh, for just general life success. And and it's contributing to this uh, depression and uh, anxiety attacks and the other disorders associated with our day. So it's not that, you know, we're supposed to be self-demeaning or self-deprecating. It's just we're to consider that there are people around us who could use our help or a word of encouragement. And that's why Paul is constantly using the term Exhort, exhort one another, exhortation as part of the body of Christ. And that architectural term is to build somebody else up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Amir, uh, I just want to put you on the spot on this one because your back is um, something that you have to address right now in your life. And if self-abasement and, you know, the Christian, you know, is always volunteering, always feeling like they have to be everywhere, be all to all. You know, you're at the stage now where you, your physical body is speaking up. And so 